welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm so excited to be joined by Gul Sonmez. Gul is joining from, at the moment, she is in Barcelona, and she is serving clients around the world with her unique transformational energy work. She started in corporate work and worked for big multinational firms for 15 years, and then she started manifesting physical injuries and pain and was unable to get relief from modern medicine. So her journey to heal herself awakened gifts, which she now uses to assist people across the world, initiating profound changes for her clients. She serves as a clear channel for her clients, hearing the root cause of issues without her even asking. So I'm really excited to dive into this and learn more about all of these these healing gifts and uh, and her journey. So welcome. It's so wonderful to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. Thank you for having me. I'm super, super excited to be on this podcast, actually. Yay. I know. And we've had a, a few times, we've been talking really since the beginning of the summer and um, because you're in Europe and um, with the holidays and different, different things going on in, in the, in, in your life and our lives, um, it's been an ongoing process. So it's, it's really beautiful that things have finally come together and that we're able to be together because I've I've been really looking forward to talking to you. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you as well. It's divine timing, people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I would love to start with your healing journey and yeah. and how everything unfolded for you and how your gifts were awakened. Yeah. Actually, my healing journey started not because I wanted it, because I start to have some diseases and some injuries, some diseases, and I was going to doctors every week, uh, but nothing could take away the pain and I need to get surgery. Uh, and you know, when you do a surgery, it takes really long to recover from it. And I had some surgeries, some little surgeries before, but one day my hand, especially my right hand, mm-hmm. uh, was blocked in the office. And that time I was working at Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a marketing manager, I was working there, so I was not a gamer or someone who uses the hand so much. You know, and I just use my hand like normal. Right. And this was in Turkey, correct? Yeah, this was in Istanbul. Okay. And so when yeah. you say your hand was blocked, it just it stopped working? Yeah, my right uh, thumb, I couldn't move it anymore. So oh, it was wow. just so painful. It was just blocked. And I went to the hand microsurgeons. They did MRIs. They tried to find out why, because the pain was real. Mm-hmm. Then I did cast for two months, and I had therapy for an additional month. Oh, wow. But it was still like there was a problem, uh, and they came up with overuse disease. This was the first time I started to question <laughs> this kind of therapies mm-hmm. because, okay, I'm not a gamer. Right. Uh, I don't. I'm not a coder. Yeah. So I use my hand like everyone in the office, not more. Right. <laughs> so so this was the first time. I'm not obsessed with playing games on my phone. So I, I did not overuse my hand. Right. <laughs> so I didn't like the idea of going for a surgery, which was a big question mark because in my MR, MRI, MR, mm-hmm. MRI. Um, mm-hmm. there was nothing. In my MR, there was nothing significant. Really? 
And that time, one of my friends, she was interested to Reiki. Okay. And she found a healer for me. She said, Gül, I know you don't like this kind of things, but look, there's this lady in Istanbul, very close to your house. Uh, why don't you try? Why don't you just try? And I was very snobbish. I didn't believe any of the healing world. <laughs> <laughs> and she booked a session and, you know, it was not cancelable and I had to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember I just went to this lady. Uh, she was an Armenian lady mm-hmm. in Istanbul. She was coming from a very different background. And I went to her house. Uh, her first question was, hi, welcome. So your, your right hand is blocked. Do you have a problem with your husband or with your father? Oh, and interesting. Oh, because it's the yeah. masculine side. It's the right hand, oh, yeah. Wow. And my first reaction was, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have no problem with my husband, no problem with my father. Oh, my God, this lady is just, you know, delusional. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, very good with a mask. I was like, no, I have a perfect marriage. And my father is amazing. So phew, I have no problems there. And she was like, mm-hmm, okay, let's just start. <laughs> so then I had to look at the masculine energy in my life. And um, I get through a divorce after that because I was in such a fake marriage uh, with an amazing man, by the way. There was nothing wrong with my ex-husband, but we were both dying in this relationship. We were mm. not meant to be together. We married when we were so young. And when we grow, we were just two strangers in the same house. So I had to face everything that was picture perfect from outside that looks really cool. (laughs) But that was not feeding my soul. That was not feeding me inside. And after on a spiritual journey for almost 10 years, it's my ninth year now, I just learned love is the biggest transformation. (laughs) It is the transformation. It makes you transform. It can be love to creator, love to your child, love to your partner, but it is the transformation. And when you're lack of love, lack of any purpose, then you start to have all these diseases Mm. or injuries or this kind of thing. So yeah, this is how I start. (laughs) Long story short, this was my first healing. So how far was she able to take the healing in your hands? Did you still have to have surgery or? No. Yeah, I think in two or three sessions it was done. It was open. Really? Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was that in conjunction with you coming to terms with what was happening in your marriage? Yeah, I had to face because I was Mm. even hiding from myself. First, I have to face because usually when you realize, first you need to digest and then you release. Then you start to realize, because when you realize why it's happening, then then you have a free will to take action on it. And I'm, I'm corporate life trained me really good on taking actions. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just taking the masculine actions, you know, go get work. So on that journey, I learned to take feminine actions as well, more intuitive actions. Yeah. <laughs> and so then that... Oh, that experience, I expect, awakened within you the power of your your own ability to heal within yourself. No, oh, I wish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was against very cold to the idea, and I really want to grow in corporate. I was very, very uh, far from this world. Okay, I find it quite you know hoo hoo. People talking about spirituality, they don't know the real life, they don't go through the struggles of life. So I was very cold to the idea. 
Uh, but this lady, which is now one of my best friends, oh, yeah. <laughs> like my sister, my mom, now I work with his, his sons, her sons, sorry. So mm. we, were, we were very close. I worked with her almost four or five years, but she trained me because she was believing that one day I was going to be a healer. She had this vision. She was believing it so much. She, she was a Reiki teacher and a master. She made me a Reiki teacher and a master. And I was so in love with all the teachings, reading about it. I was just, I find myself obsessed with learning and learning about it, but just for myself. Mm-hmm. I had no intention to share the knowledge that I learned, but I start to use it for myself. And I really, really liked it, actually. I start to see what is possible, what is out there. We put the work behind it, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, for good for five years, I, wor- I worked for her. She was always telling me, you're ready for more, you're ready for more. But again, I need to be pushed through it. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so, so what took you from your experience with the hand and with that healing to, to where you did start to open up? Yeah. So actually then I moved because I realized that I had this, uh, I, I realized I want to move out of Turkey. Mm-hmm. I want to leave and I get divorced uh, and I build a new life. And I realized that there should be something else. There should be something more. And I had this calling of living in Europe and I started looking for jobs in Europe. And Amazon, another big multinational, yeah, they hired me. They hired me to Luxembourg. And I moved with uh, Amazon to Luxembourg. And when I was moving the countries, I had an agent. We met with her. We really liked each other. Uh, she was half Italian, half Luxembourgish lady. And I started to open up to her. I was sharing my story with her, only with her in Luxembourg. And she lost her husband uh, through cancer. And she knows Reiki from that because they tried it in the hospital. And we were just chatting with her um, very close to each other. And she had two kids. Uh, In my fourth month in Luxembourg, she called me crying and saying the elder kid, Noah, he had a brain tumor surgery. And he was paralyzed and in coma, yeah. And she was crying and saying, can you please come and do your healing? Of course, I said yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My first reaction is, of course, I'm coming. I'm coming there now. But then I froze because of like, what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> you oh. have no idea. You have no idea. Then I called my first teacher, the, the lady in Istanbul, and I said, what am I going to do? <laughs> I said, yes. How can I get out of this situation? You tell me what to do. And she was the one who's like, you're so ready. You're in such a situation now. When you go there, when you start working with this kid, when you touch this kid, you will remember everything. All the books that you read, all the healing that you worked on, everything will unfold. So if you're scared, you're just going to make him scared. But if you just stop and trust yourself, trust that it's not you, that they are there for healing, you're just a channel, then it will be beautiful. Mm -hmm. But of course, I went to the hospital um, the doctors didn't let me in <laughs> because oh, really? it's Luxembourg. It's like Germany. You cannot just go to a coma oh. special room saying you're a healer. Right. Um, yeah. So the doctors and the mother in the end, they decided to <clears throat> put me to that room. And he was my first client. Oh, wow. So what yeah, was this? Is how I started. And wow. You just went straight in for a really, <laughs> really full on experience there. So how how did that turn out? 
it turned out really nice because then they start to see this to see how it affects because he was in with the machines they were they were seeing the the brain waves and etc because of his special condition and probably i needed that as well because i'm right. also coming from a corporate i need the data that measurement well. yes yeah right. i need to trust myself because i was nowhere in trusting myself it took me after that moment maybe two or three years to trust myself mm-hmm. in terms of healing um, from there, actually, it expanded. Then I start to I start to have demand. I start to work with more people, and uh, my first clients, I always say, they are the best of best mm-hmm. <laughs> because they trusted me so much, and and they were showing results to everyone. And because of it, then I had more demand. Then I had more demand, and I decided to go on this journey with myself again. Why I'm so scared of this why I feel like healing world is so, it doesn't have the right label that I looked in all my life. So can I really live corporate? What would people think about me? If I really tell them the truth, will they think I'm just a you know, crazy psychic person, you know, like a fortune teller? Yeah. <laughs> so I had all these all this battles within me and I was obsessed with self-healing, which I am still yeah. obsessed with it. <laughs> I think it's the only way. Then I realized I really want to help people with this because we overcomplicate our healing journey. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the first five years, I was looking for the healing, the teacher, the healer, like the method. I just missed out. The healing is really in simplicity. And it's each and every day. And with this each and every day, small things, we have power to transform our lives. And healing is just being able to transform your life. Mm. So there is no magic. There is no such thing that one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to feel fear anymore. When I understand that bit, then I decided to share it with everyone. Mm. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Almost four years. (laughs) And last four years, I was blessed to work with people from all around the world. And I learned a lot from them. I learned a lot from them. Yeah. So you do a lot of distance healing all yeah all my healing is distance healing i have also clients from luxembourg time to time but uh i i'm very psychic so i need to shut down (laughs) i don't come to the camera i really shut down and i'm i perform better when i don't even see or read body language i like to read i don't know the aura the organs without seeing it Uh (laughs) so So, that's beautiful so you're working in the quantum realm where there is no time and space and so just just in case anybody is listening and they're they're like how is that possible don't you have to be there um you know to to lay your hands on or or anything um do you have anything to offer to maybe fill in any gaps of how not so much the 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 how as in what's the what are the techniques but just how it might be possible that you can work on somebody and not be in the same room with them yeah yeah of course actually I started with working in the same room with them so I was touching them and working in the same room but there's no right or wrong it's different for everyone Mm -hmm. so as long as you get the benefit it's not important if you ask me how you get the benefit right yeah So, but what I realized, because when I'm in the same room with them, I also need to mind uh, if they're feeling good or if they're feeling comfortable, if there is anything going on. But 
I realized that I am more uh, channeling through hearing. So I don't need to see actually. Because when I start to hear, it was quite a bit hard for me to manage both the voices and the person in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I'm in a space where I really shut down, I can hear clearly, see clearly, even feel clearly. So I actually serve in a better and a deeper level because I always thought I need to hold hold the person, but I realized I just need to hold space. Mm. Sometimes my clients cry their heart out if I was in a face-to-face session because then I'm a human. I would just, okay, let me give you a napkin, (laughs) you know. But now I'm like, okay, no, not this story. I'm seeing someone else. Let's go to that memory. And they cry and cry. I'm like, who is the person you're seeing now? I'm seeing that. I'm like, no, not that one. The person on your right. Let's talk about that person. And then they, you hear the tears, but I learned how to hold space rather than holding the hand. Oh. And at least for me, I perform better because then I know that I can only see, hear, or feel only the things that they are ready to handle. Mm. If they're not ready to handle, they don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. So then I started to believe and believe and and trusting the voices more. (laughs) And I dare to share with my clients more. And I see that the results were so profound because I, I, so last four years when I was doing my healing at nights in the weekends, I was working full-time at Amazon. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. From three dimension, five dimension. (laughs) Right. And very different worlds. Yeah. Totally different worlds. But the one thing corporate world teach me is that, okay, but how does it affect? Where is the transformation? So I don't like my clients just to feel good about the session or feel relaxed about the session because then they don't need to come to me. They can go to, I don't know, a massage, therapy, these That's kind of things, thinking. body works. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're amazing, by the way. I go to them as well. I yeah. just had one today. They're amazing for the by day. Yeah. But if you work someone like me, you should be ready to handle your own darkness. Yeah. <laughs> like I handled mine because most of my diseases were through the guilt, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, that's amazing. It's so beautiful. And I'm very curious about you talking about that you hear the voices. So um, first of all, are you hearing in, in language? Are you hearing in Turkish? I mean, or is it more like sounds that just that you're tuning into, but they're not actually words? Or how is that presenting for you? No, I think I'm I'm hearing so why just when I tune in, of course with permission. <laughs> I yes. don't do it all my daily life. Yeah. When I go to the station, when I tune in, we start with a little bit meditation and I ask for the permission for the connection. Mm-hmm. After the connection, I invite angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I invite this beautiful, gorgeous, five dimensional um <laughs> maybe now <laughs> five dimensional beings uh, in the room. And then I start first scanning the body. So when I first scan, but not seeing, of course, I don't use mm-hmm. camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first scan, then I start to see, okay, this chakra is a bit more darker than the other one. This organ is a bit, is a bit. I don't feel good about that that color in that organ. And I studied a lot of Chinese medicine as well, where some emotions are blocked in different parts of the body. Okay. Um, so where we feel abandonment is different than where we feel anger. 
Mm-hmm. Or where we feel shame is different than where we feel resentment. Mm-hmm. Because I studied it, mm-hmm. uh, then I make the connection, then I started to ask, okay, where should we start? Then I start to hear, okay, with the heart area, mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, it's abandonment. What happened um, at five years old, the mother had to go to another country to work. I was like, okay. But then I don't say it because then you're like a fortune teller. Then there's no healing. People need to realize, to release things. So then I start to question and I start to trigger. Tell me what happened. Uh, what was the first time that you felt like you were abandoned? Oh, my husband. Da, da, da. Yeah, let's go to the first time. I think you're a bit younger. Mm. Yeah, I think, which image can they take you to that moment? And then they started to feel or see it as well, by the way. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe when I was young. So what happened when you were six years old? <gasps> My mother went to the university. Okay, do you want to like to talk about that? So that I, I kind of ask the questions and it, it triggers the body. And then... Then you understand because the body never lies. Yeah. <laughs> Our body never lies. Yes. Then you started, they also started to feel, and then we go to that memory. Uh, and sometimes it's not that some stories are very harsh because mm. some we're very good at hiding, especially women. <laughs> yeah. So they, they know before they come to me what they sign. So they know how I work. So they already accept it. And and we work together, actually. Right. That's beautiful. So you're really getting to the root cause through these um, initial traumas, like you were talking about, how it's like, no, let's keep going, keep going. Um, So, But it developed over the years I have to say it so I was not like oh my god I'm hearing immediately I worked on it a lot and first of course I couldn't dare to say the things that I was hearing because I thought okay I'm totally crazy I can never <laughs> say that <laughs> oh my god of nowhere I cannot say that hmm, what I'm hearing is you're cheating your husband you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or what I'm hearing is this happened in your life so of course first I was very hesitant and I, I dared to do it a bit more, a bit more. And along the way, I was blessed to have so many different people, with so many different backgrounds, so many different religions, so many different cultures. And I realized that, okay, when I share what I hear, then there's real healing. Mm, right. So I learned a lot on the way. <laughs> right, right. And you mentioned that you're inviting in the the, the person's, guides or higher self yeah. and and the, your angel team multi-dimensional um, entities that help you when you're hearing that voice is it this do you have like one being that is providing the the words that you're hearing or is that always the client's higher self or do you do you know where the source of the the guidance that you're hearing comes from? Yeah, um, not so clearly, though, because I, I feel that because they can feel sometimes um, they come in a different, I don't know, form. And I immediately ask, oh, is it like a dead relative? Because the energy is different. Mm. So I immediately ask, okay, who are you? Da, 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 that's, I don't know, I'm the grandma. Who are you? 
uh, I'm the mother because I I start with zero information about my clients. I always mm-hmm. say, and I never go to Google friendly information about what happened to them. So mm-hmm. this is why there's a huge trust because after the first session, they know that there's no way I can learn that piece of information there because mm-hmm. they hide it from everyone. All right. Uh, so sometimes it's like the, their their loved ones that the relatives comes to session immediately to help and guide or sometimes they are their guiding angels. So I ask actually who's in the room <laughs> and yeah. I invite. But I was very afraid of these things because I remember when I started to work with it of course it came with fear because of how they teach us religion, you know, yes, right. <laughs> it's always scary. You shouldn't talk with those kind of things. Uh, nobody tells that they're light beings. And on the journey, I think three years ago, when I started to feel more was coming, I worked with a psychic, Isabel, Isabel Getter. She's one of the best of best, if you ask for me. And she was working with angels and I booked a session with her. And the first thing she said was like, oh, you're like me. You can hear them, but you're not just there. You don't accept it. You think it's crazy. When you just accept it, you're going to try. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's a lot of information right there. (laughs) And my first reaction was, gosh, she's crazy. And she was like, yeah, yeah, you're scared that you're going to be perceived as crazy. Don't worry. The people who come to you will come for this they're not gonna think you're crazy you're thinking you're crazy and I was like god okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then our relationship evolved because I learned a lot from Isabel to work with angels mm. then I I learned how to she was the one who told me to trust trust this and explore and I love to work with myself I'm obsessed with it this is why my niche is self-healing um, mm. because I was looking for the the things so long years and I was always miserable especially first five years over and over at the same trauma over and over at the same issues I needed to find how like how it happens but then I realized it's really in simplicity self-healing so this is why I started to just very basically started to ask okay who is this in the room (laughs) yeah right that's amazing so do you then help clients with their own self-healing because a lot of what we've talked about so far has been how you've been the channel for their healing but then you take that further and help them learn how to do their own healing yeah yeah this is what I'm obsessed because you Mm -hmm. cannot keep working with someone Mm -hmm. it's impossible and usually your drama what's happening is going to hit you in your daily life or it's going to hit you it's going to hit you at night you cannot constantly book someone or you cannot constantly look because in the end it is life mm. uh just a very true story <laughs> i cannot believe what i'm telling two days ago i was very very triggered by someone super triggered i was like oh my god what is happening like suddenly all this kind of anger this kind of jealousy everything everything came to the surface and I was just trying to mind myself and and I couldn't in the end because because those those feelings haunted me down and I felt really I find I felt really humiliated and I felt really like less as a woman Mm. and there was just Someone really, really triggered me. And in the end, I took all my anger back to my husband. Um, I'm remarried again, just one year. (laughs) One year ago. And um, I just took everything from him. And I said, okay, 
before these kind of things were haunting me down for a very long time. Just the difference is now I was like, okay, good. <laughs> Obviously she triggered you. What's happening here? Because it's always about us. People are just triggering us or coming and doing bad things, whatever you call, for us to understand and transform. Because I know it now by core, I started, but can I do a meditation? No, I'm very angry. <laughs> I mm. cannot do a meditation when I'm so angry. Mm. Then I go back to the journaling. Okay, what's happening? First, I did a body work to release the anger. Then I did journaling to understand. Then I did meditation. And then I work with the higher self of my husband. Then everything in one day, boom, transformed. And we had maybe the most open and beautiful conversation that we see each other. Mm. But I had to do all these little, little things to be able to be there. And this is what I love to teach people. They have to do it. When they work with me, they all have their homeworks, exercises. They have to do them because it is life. Something will happen. Mm. It's life. You're going to have some discomfort, some diseases. You're going to have some people triggering you. Your family will always trigger you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are some of the methods that, that you help people work with to be able to tap into the, because sometimes the messages are subtle, um, but we're constantly getting guidance and communication, you know, from, from the universe or however we want to think about it. So those are some of the methods that you that you help people with as far as listening to the sensations within the body, journaling, meditating, and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. We do the sessions together, but then they also have their actions during the week. Mm. Because we usually work, if with me, we usually work on the big issues like you know the trauma yeah. <laughs> the the darkest things but then um it just evokes so many things within you you have so many realization then during the week they journal on it they 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 do the exercises related to it um, because in the end you need to learn how to handle the the basic things of life you need to learn how to handle resentment anger sadness of course, if it's coming through a huge trauma from your childhood, you can you should receive some help. So some people can help you, like me, like someone else, to go through this pain a bit faster. But at the same time, you need to learn. You need to learn. And to be honest, have love. Because in mm. that, after all the drama I did, I realized one more time, oh, my God, <laughs> I, it's coming through guilt. I need to just forgive myself. Mm. Because sometimes we're... We're very critical too. I, I was just caught up to my critical voice within me, which created so much anger. So I just needed to shift myself to the self-forgiveness meditation. But it doesn't come, hmm, okay, it's a self-forgiveness meditation. Oh, right. Yeah, you have to get to that. <laughs> yeah, so I teach them. Uh, it's, it's just a part of the sessions. They learn it along the way. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, you know... We're recording this in 2021, and even though you're on the, you know, other, on a different side of the world than I am, we've got across the globe so many challenges right now that every individual on this planet is dealing with and, 
and they're trying to cope with uncertainty and isolation. And that's pretty much a given right now. You know, a lot of people are dealing with that um, in 2021. Um, What do you say about overcoming anxiety and depression and some of these really heavy things that so many people are dealing with now? Yeah, yeah. So I really get it because I'm originally Turkish and I'm born and raised in a Muslim society. So I really, really understand the pain, the frustration and what's happening in Middle East, especially right now, you know, the big news is Taliban and how they're treating the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really feel it, mm-hmm. <laughs> understand it. So if you're an empath and most of us are empaths, by the way, because it's not just for healers, anyone who can sense There are so many people who always say, I knew it was, I felt it. I knew I shouldn't trust that person or I felt I should have done it. Then it means you're an empath. Mm. And most people are, especially with female, with women, it's it's more, it's more. So you're very open to channel all this kind of collective fears, all this kind of collective negativity. And when you follow the social media and everything, you will find yourself a bit more, more in darkness, more in darkness, more in darkness. I, I felt the same, actually. So there were some days I was just reading and seeing and I just crying and crying, like grieving somehow. And it's very normal because grief needs to be respected and should be healed by tears. But what they can do, what I suggest to my clients, is of course you need to understand. So I don't say ban all the social media ignore everything, act like it never happens, because again, it's fake. You can, you need to understand, but in your own, because each and every person has ability to help and serve. So just check how you can help and serve. Maybe you can just help and serve just through sending love. Maybe you can help and serve to sending money. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can help and serve to give your platform to those women um, just by posting, resharing what they're going through so that more people are aware. So we all, I think, should focus on what we can do rather than just get lost in social media, get lost in darkness, because darkness, when it takes you, then it wins, right? Mm. The only way is, I think, to find out your light and, okay, what can I do with it? Not to ignore, Mm. no ignorance. Uh, but not too much, okay, I'm just crying here, I'm so sad. Let the sadness, of course, because the stories are really, really sad. But then I always focus on how we can transform. Because I'm reading a lot recently, I'm trying to understand why this is happening, mm-hmm. <laughs> why there's so much darkness, like the fires are happening, then the float is happening. Mm-hmm. Also, even my apartment gets affected with the float in Europe. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. this is why we're in Barcelona, because our apartment was hit by the float. Oh, we I'm still sorry. don't have electricity <laughs> after oh, wow. two months. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. But we're very lucky because um, I live in Luxembourg and the insurance and the government pays for everything. Mm. So then I realized my heart pouring into the people whose government is not paying for it. Yeah. You know, and I don't need to look too far <laughs> because I just need to look a bit closer to my family and friends so I can understand it easily. So then, okay, what can I do with it? Mm. Because it, at one time you're responsible for you but if it affects you so much, it means that you want to serve. And serving so doesn't much. necessarily 
need to be sending money. There are so many ways of serving. The, the other one is just okay. You just get and just be sad and be sad. But in then you need to do something with it. You need to find a way. If it if it doesn't affect you, okay, then you don't need to help. It's not a must. But if it affects you, if you feel that you're called, and we're all called to different different ways of support. Because I come from from a Muslim country, I know that I'm very blessed that. My country had a great leader once who gave all the rights to women. So the woman can go to school, woman can uh, have the education. So my life changed with the education I have because all the companies that I talked, I said Coca-Cola, Amazon, da, 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 they all hired me because of my educational background. Mm. So because I, I know how my life can be different if I didn't have this education, in my own self, I help girls to go to school. For me, because I know how it affects the life, I help women to have free education because not in all countries it's a born right. Mm. Not in, in some countries, education is very expensive. And if you're coming from a poor family, then you need to quit your education. In some countries, the government pays for it. But in most of the <laughs> poor countries or developed countries, uh, having an education just, you know, men, minimum so you can right. become who you are is you need sports. So I personally like to help education, but I have clients who became who they are when they find out their artistic side. So they're helping the artists in those kind of societies. Mm -hmm. I have some clients who became who they are uh, through actually, um, they went through poverty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right for them more than education it's the food it's more relevant to them so they're helping people who need food mm. so it's different for everyone there is no one way it's like self-healing there's no one method there's no right. one meditation right. there's no one tip it's mm -hmm. it's different and it's evolving it's the same just tune in how, what what is really important for you and you find it when you do that action when you go to bed, there's no one. It's just you and your conscious. When you sleep, when you put your head on the bed, it's you and your conscious. And at that moment, if you're feeling, okay, I did that. I feel good. Then perfect. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling, no, <laughs> I didn't do anything, and I still feel like I'm called to do something, then search for it because mm -hmm. you will feel more and more aligned when you help. Right. In any ways. Right. That's beautiful. I love it. So do you have advice for people on how they can discover their purpose and come into alignment with their purpose? Yes, I have a little tip on this one. Because okay. <laughs> the reason why my website is Purposeful Wives is actually because I was you know, looking for the purpose as well. Uh -huh. <laughs> like why I'm going through all this, this. My, all my lessons are coming through my heart chakra. Uh -huh. Why I cannot just have a happy relationship uh it took me i think i think after my divorce for three years i didn't date with anyone and i was mm -hmm. trying to understand why 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 heart chakra why love why these issues yeah. and on this journey um i realized that usually the thing uh, that you suffered more <laughs> that you're trying to understand is also gifts with it so your purpose is usually somewhere hidden in your journey because when you try to overcome that thing, when you trans, when you try to transform through that thing, then then you become. 
then, then you understand that, okay, this is really my purpose. This is what I see with most of the people I work with. Uh, it is really, really important to understand where your struggles are coming from. Mm. I work with a money coach, for example. Her main struggle was money. <laughs> In oh, order to figure out that one, <laughs> she became an amazing money coach because she's been through that journey. Yeah. No? She's, she's, she do, she's done everything in order to heal herself. So when I also work with people, I try to find these kind of stories. Uh, but your struggles are also... Rumi says, I don't know if you know Rumi, mm, it's one of, yes, of course. no, I think the one of the best thing that the, that I don't think, I think that geography gifted us is Rumi mm. <laughs> and his teachings. Uh, the wound is where the light enters. Mm. So this is why I first, when I was channeling, I was not sure if I was hearing the right messages, if I was sure I understand who is in the room. The, the main reason I became so good at it, I was trying to understand why I cannot marry again, why I manifested someone who was against marriage and what was my fears around it. So it came through again, self-healing. Your wound is where the light enters. Check your wounds. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So wise. I love it. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So how can people learn more about you and how to connect with you? Um, so I'm very vocal on what is going on in my life because I had thyroid disease and the thyroid disease teach me and I had it when I was a healer already mm. because I was hiding my healing story. Mm. So that disease teach me one thing that I need to share, I need to share. So I'm sharing on a weekly basis a newsletter. I really tune in and write about what's happening with no agenda. Every week I just tune in. And I just write about, okay, this week releasing Yang, or what's happening in the collective energy, because I have maybe more than 20 or 30 hours of healing uh, sessions every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is some similarities every week I within bet. the sessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something is happening in the collective level. So I just tune in and I just share about what's happening, some things that you can do about it. Every month I do a full moon meditation session. It's totally free. We gather together. I started it for my ex-clients. Now it became bigger. On the full moon date, we do a meditation together. Uh, again, with what's happening on this month, this day, the energies. Uh, I work people one-to-one, uh, but on a four-month journey, mm-hmm. on a longer journey when you're really ready to transform because I also give lots of exercises, books, this kind of thing, so you learn the self-healing. And I also teach uh, self-healing. I have an online program. Uh, I'm planning to relaunch it by the end of the year. But to learn everything is my newsletter. I share everything there. Oh, that's beautiful. So I will put in the show notes the your your website and all this information. But do you want to take a moment to tell people what your website is? Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. So my website is purposefullives.com. Um, and um, I can give actually... Meditation about self-forgiveness, we talked about it a lot, which I share with my clients. Um, When you download this meditation, you you become a part of my newsletter as well. And in my newsletter, um, I just share when I really feel like sharing what's happening. Okay, beautiful. So you can find me there. Okay, wonderful. Well, 
What a blessing to connect with you. You're just this radiant being, and I really, uh, I, it's really been a joy to to hear from you, to hear the wisdom that's coming through. Um, and thank you for all of the work that you're doing to just light this place up and, um, and provide the healing and the, the, the clearing for so many people so that they can make room for, for more light within their own lives. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, having us and doing such podcasts so people can get the, get the inspiration, people can learn and people can start from somewhere. Oh, yes. Thank you. What an honor. Thank you so much. What an amazing light. And thank you for your support and for listening today. Um, please share this episode. And I appreciate you subscribing to the podcast, rating, reviewing, all of that good stuff. I very much appreciate. So thank you again. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.